Hey guys, this is Texas Slim. It's Sunday. Happy Father's Day to everybody. I hope you might hear this Sunday night. Um, I left Charleston this morning and I'm headed to outside of Asheville, North Carolina, uh, Blue Ridge Mountains. It's kind of cool place. Been through there before. I was going to stay up a couple of nights and thank God all the tourism of Father's Day is over with. So Sunday and Monday nights are kind of a cool place to stay in these small little villages or towns and it's peaceful and I think I got a place on a river so I'll let you guys know. Um, been having a busy busy time since you guys last heard from me. I'll just uh, I tried to do a podcast the other day. I don't think you'll get most of it because I'm using this new recorder and of course uh, the power on it is different and so um, working on that, getting everything kind of streamlined. What I'm going to be doing, and I'll, I'll promise you this one, is uh, I didn't realize how much that I'd be talking on the phone with people on this trip. Uh, so it's really been, what I've been doing is, as far as the beef initiative, this whole time, I think I've been gone 20 days now, like three weeks, is I'm my office is the truck, my pickup. And so I've been, uh, we finalized everything as far as the corporation status with the beef initiative. And then I'm also trademarking a few things. I let y'all guess what it is, but, uh, doing some, you know, legal work, uh, building out the backend infrastructure, um, creating some channels of communications for people for our input. Cause I don't like to ignore anybody. I want to make it a little bit more streamlined for everybody and like ranchers coming in that they have more of a you know no friction as far as contacting me and the beef initiative uh we're doing some structuring with uh the beef initiative to where we can actually you know uh provide a little bit more empowerment because i think finally that you know people are starting to pay attention um all of the the talks and the people i've met on this you know this trip that on the texas to tennessee barn raising tour uh it seems like a lot of people are starting to kind of pay attention so for all y'all out there really seriously thank you for um you know letting people know what we're doing in the beef initiative um one thing you know this is we're live streaming this you know we're grass grass fed grassroots and it's a collaboration right now and it seems like it's really happening naturally I'm um, in my ear over here. I'm listening to the soundtrack that we played at Kerrville, and it's kind of cool driving down, you know, the rolling hills of South Carolina with all the beautiful trees and the green grass, and just being in South Carolina has been pretty special. Same as, of course, North Carolina, of course, Tennessee, of course, Missouri, Arkansas. You know, where's next, right? So um, here's my plan: is I'm going to end up in Asheville. Asheville, North Carolina, the next two nights, and I'll be writing uh, two to three substacks and then two to three podcasts Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. On Tuesday, uh, I'll be heading back to Nashville and I'll be uh, three nights in Nashville over there at Bitcoin Park. Y'all remember NashBitcoiners.com. Start supporting them, following them, everything you need to do. Get on their social media, see what they're doing. And uh, I'll be doing a podcast from there, from Nashville. I'll be writing some more articles and some more content and kind of telling everybody kind of how we're moving forward. Um, after I left Tennessee, I went in over to Charlotte. And uh, we got Jake and, uh, and Liz over there that are running uh, the 
the Charlotte Bitcoiners. Man, that was a great night. That was fantastic. The people that came out, um, you know, they're not overly big crowds or anything like that, but everybody that's coming in these uh, meetups, everybody's very intuitive, asking the right questions, uh, having a lot of focus and paying attention and, and really wanting to be part of anything that we're, we're, you know, establishing and trying to establish all of us in you know bitcoin and then you know of course the beef industry right now so we went and uh, we had dinner that night and you know created some uh created a node created another node of communication of a group of people that are now following uh, what the beef initiative is because they were like the f the front line that they gather that information and they go out and they start talking to their family and their friends and they you know come to the beef initiative listen to a couple of podcasts and read the Substack. Um, they go and they look at that we're having the Colorado conference. This is happening one person at a time and it's absolutely beautiful. This is how things are done. It's not the, the mainstream fiat marketing ways of the days of old. Those days are old, especially with me, Texas Slim and the Beef Initiative. I'm very hesitant to put out there anything that's mainstream that's uh, from the past. You know, I've had a lot of people say, well, you need to get on social media, TikTok and Instagram and all that. No, not right now. I'll never be on TikTok. I, well, we are on TikTok, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop that really fast. Uh, it's just in the beginning it was saying, well, maybe we can get some people funneled in, but I just don't have time for that bullshit. Um, I don't mind anybody use TikTok. I'm not judging you. It's just not, it's not the beef initiative. We're going to do this in a different way. And uh, we're going to do it decentralized and as much as we can. We'll leverage a little bit of the centralized communications right now. But, I'm, you know, everybody has to understand we want to control the demand along with the supply, the supply with the demand, the awareness with the supply and the demand. And uh, that's a juggle you have to do whenever you're doing something like a, a startup, you know, when you're innovating into new industries and, or old industries into a new way of that industry. So that's what we're doing. We're gonna become the beef industry in a lot of ways that we wanna become. And not saying we're taking over the beef industry, but we're just, we're gonna, we're carving out our own little niche here. And uh, it seems like a lot of people are wanting to have that happen. Um, after Charlotte, what we did, I went to Greenville. Greenville, I stayed the night in Columbia, actually, Columbia, South Carolina. I went out to Lexington County. That's where my uh, ancestral grandfather came from back in the 1750s. So I was able to go out there and check that out. And then um, went in, I stayed at, um, I, got, I got a deal. It's kind of funny. I was staying right there in the middle of the university in Columbia. And uh, it, was a, it was one of those places, like it's the university hotel. Felt very weird to me but that was a beautiful room and everything but I got a really cheap deal on it I guess but uh, same thing happened in Charlotte man I scored a really nice place uh, that was an old bed and breakfast old cottage place it reminded me uh, when I was younger I, I worked up in a place called uh, the Yastaku in Bahaba outside of Bar Harbor Maine it was actually in Northeast Harbor the Yastaku Mount Desert Island Cadillac Mountain I think you guys some of you guys might have heard me talk about that I used to drive from Texas all the way up to Maine and everything, and uh, I used to work up there, and that was a long time ago. I was a young man then, 
but uh, this place in Charlotte made me kind of think of that. I'll 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 publish all these places that I've stayed that are that are worth while of checking out because that's you know rediscovering America in a way that a lot of people don't know. Uh, so I'll tell you something after Greenville, but Greenville was awesome as well. Greenville, we had a meet up there, and guess what? We had our first South Carolina rancher show up, and uh, there was about 15 of us, I think, in a rancher. And so I spoke for a little over an hour. Of course, everybody ate, everybody introduced. We had a great conversation. It was very intimate and everything. And uh, Scott is his name. I'll just say Scott for now for South Carolina, but he's a young uh, first generation. Now he's not first generation, but his ranch now is going to be his generational ranch that he's going totally into regenerative. Uh, he's going to do fowl. He's going to do, I believe, hog. He's going to do uh, beef. But, you know, he came to that meetup and he saw a bunch of people that wanted to help him and educate him. And so we spent the night together. It was, I think we started about 6.30. We didn't get out of there until like 10, 10.30 and it was all straight on conversation. It never stopped. And so this is happening. Now Scott has 13 Bitcoiners, especially uh, uh, Kim and her husband, JC, they basically now, they have a rancher that they're going to go out there and meet his family. They're going to start educating each other. They're going to be orange peeling and then they're going to be cow peeling, just like I've been saying. Now this rancher, he is really putting some intentional, intentional time in understanding Bitcoin and, and how it can help him basically um, be a new store of value. And he called me today because it's Father's Day, and they're out. They were in Charleston. They went fishing, and I was going to try to make it, but I couldn't because I had to get out of town to my next stop. But he was telling me that he talked to another rancher, and uh, they're in South Carolina, and he was picking his brain about Bitcoin. And that rancher, you know what he said? He goes, "This is the most fascinating technology that's ever happened in my life. That's going to give the rancher." his land back. What he means by that is he, he understands how he can leverage Bitcoin just like our grandfathers leveraged their land to basically make them somebody that they could have a say. They had a voice. They had leverage. They had a store of value. Well, the ranchers are starting to pick up on this. So once again, we've got to go out there. You guys out across this nation, this is what I'm doing right now is proof of work reason I'm doing it is so you can see and I can say you're damn right I drove around the United States I went and met as many ranchers as I can I've met ranchers now of course Texas Arkansas Missouri Tennessee North Carolina not North Carolina but we're close South Carolina more than one you don't know all of them yet because they're just not ready to be you know to, to have them out there in the forefront just yet it's education we're having those conversations we're establishing that respect and that trust so both of us can verify each other. This is how this works. That's how you talk to a rancher. One thing I did in, in Greenville, and I'll say it right here, people say, well, how do you go up and do that? How do you orange fill a rancher? I'm going to say this a lot. You go and you find an animal producer rancher in your area, if you can, of course, and you go up to them and you shake their damn hand and you say, hey, would you teach me? Will you let me know everything that you know? You don't even bring up Bitcoin. That's, that's almost rude. 
what you do is you go show some respect and you learn from them first let them educate you let them be the teacher because they have a lot to teach you especially this young generation in the united states of america when it comes to food and where it truly comes from it's the number one education that the bitcoiners need right now and this is not a judgment what i'm about to say but i see a lot of people that do not understand food and this has got to change and this is a gateway and a portal of getting that education that we all want that we all deserve and who deserves it most are these children that have been robbed of so many things that nobody really understands and so you go up and you talk to that rancher and you say can i can i buy something from you can i contribute to what you're doing how can i help you we do not receive unless we give Whenever you ask a rancher, how can you help them? You are giving to them. Once you establish that relationship with that rancher, what you do is that you basically come back and you say, would you teach me some more? You know where this conversation leads? It leads straight into Bitcoin. That's how you basically orange pill a rancher. Everybody start doing that. It's low time preference. Get rid of the instant gratification delayed gratification is what i grew up with delayed gratification is a discipline that our society has lost you go up to a rancher they have delayed gratification that's the only way that they live sometimes that's decades before they have gratification in what they do put it into perspective put some sophistication of it into your own mind and see how you can actually live and think like a rancher. Once you do that, you're going to be a better Bitcoiner. You're going to be a better consumer. It's a lifestyle, as I've said. So, okay, that's your orange pilling preacher of the day from Texas Slim and beefinitiative.com. Um, I have to say those things because I say it, say it, and say it. Whenever I have thousands of people hopefully listening right now, it's more than just one person or ten people. So thank you for allowing me to say this. I'm going to say it more. After Greenville, I went to Charleston, yay, and Jen Buchanan out of Charleston. What an amazing person. She comes from the No Agenda Nation with Adam Curry and the No Agenda Nation. We had a cross-pollinization of Bitcoiners in No Agenda Nation. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, everybody in the No Agenda Nation. Uh, wasn't as big as uh, Adam had in there in Charleston, but that's okay. He's Adam. But uh, we also had a great turnout of Bitcoiners. And honestly, a lot of those guys had never even heard of me. But they definitely... Whenever we were done that day yesterday, we had a fantastic time. We had actually great conversations and everybody listened. There was no judgment. People were really engaged. That's all this is about. It's not about fanfare. It's not about having a big old Bitcoin conference that nobody really takes anything away from except just the entertainment value of it. I love these intimate get-togethers. Um, they're productive and they, they have staying power. Um, I can't name everybody that I've been meeting that will come in a later time, but I have met hundreds of new people that now I am in contact with and they're going to go out there and start building their communities based around pure animal protein and clean food. Um, so we had a blast yesterday, Charleston, and it was a long day. I mean, I, I think I drove in, but it took me about three hours to get there. 
and then I didn't get to see much of Charleston at all, but I saw some really good parts of it. One thing that we went last night, uh, Doug of South Carolina of Charleston too. He's uh, he's been instrumental in helping me uh, do these meetups all through the Carolinas. He's a great builder, and um, you'll see his. You go to my uh, Twitter page, and you'll see everything he wrote. And we met last night. I got to meet his wife and uh, everything that they're doing. I'm at Dennis, but we went out last night and you guys look this place up. Herd Provisions, Herd Provisions in uh, Charleston, I'm sorry, Charleston, South Carolina. I might've said Charlotte before. I, I get those two, my brain's tired a little bit these days, but Charleston and uh, it's the Herd Provisions. Well, guess what? I'm put a challenge, I'm gonna start doing a challenge every time I do one of these podcasts. Okay, what it is, we decided last night, Jenny is the chef there, and she is, her whole life is all about the cow. She knows how to cut the cow. She knows everything. She is an extremely, extremely experienced chef. Uh, She went to the culinary, uh, she went to the (laughs) C-I-A-I, the Institute of Culinary Arts, we'll just say that. Anyways, she's got proof of work under her belt for decades. She's an artist. Okay, well, they have a cattle breed that they serve at her provisions, and it was one of the very, very, very first breed of cattle to ever make it to the Americas, the colonies, before they were even colonies. Everybody looked that up, and you uh, you tweet it out, and you find it, and you ask, uh, ask me on Twitter if this is... If this is what we had no cheat and don't go to herd provisions yet <laughs> don't use google either use a different search engine and you'll find out that breed of cattle had the best steak i've ever had in my life last night and this is how it was it was a boneless ribeye we had two ribeyes both of them were excellent by far but what the best steak i've ever had in my life was last night it was aged for two months in cow fat for two months it aged dry aged first and then aged in cow fat you want to talk about butter here we go anyways there's going to be all kinds of that intelligence coming through the beef initiative this is where all this is going i told everybody this is a lifestyle so we'll be i'm going to be talking to old gourmet caveman about how we're going to start doing that and how we're going to start writing about that and releasing it through the be finished at platform but we had dinner last night it was doug and his wife and uh jen with uh, noah jane dame jennifer is what we call her um, talk about a wonderful hostess of the city she was fantastic um anyways the herd provisions is a fantastic restaurant and i was talking to jenny's chef and basically what we decided instead of staying like clean food because that's very fiat it's how organic has been taken over it's even a lot of out you know there's something called beyond organic now what the hell is beyond organic they're going to say beyond organic is food science if you don't know that food science and organic don't go together anyways so we decided clean food i'm going to use it for processing centers as far as my terminology but what I'm really going to do is no more clean food. What we're doing is we're going to say this food is farm and ranch collective. We are a farm and ranch collective. In our mindset, that's all that matters. Farm and ranch collective. You want to throw in local? You want to throw in community? Go for it. 
but this is going to be the new algorithm because guess what? I am shadow banned on Twitter and I'm shadow banned on YouTube because I talk about food intelligence. About this time last year, I sat in a bunk up in the middle of North Dakota and I created a hashtag called food intelligence. Well, now it's proven that my growth has been really slow right now on both Twitter and YouTube, which I knew it would be because of the things I talk about. But for food intelligence and clean food to get you censored on our social media in the United States should tell you something. I am heavily censored these days and it's being done on purpose. It's not because I'm not popular. It's because I'm basically getting shadow banned everywhere I go. And so it's slow growth, but that's okay. That's how we need it right now. But anyways, it's going to be Farm and Ranch Collective. Farm and Ranch Collective. So let's start seeing that hashtag. Let's see what we can do with the hashtag. Farm and Ranch Collective. Um, so basically what they do is everything that they get is local. Their beef, of course, is they raise their beef. They steward their beef. Their beef. They process their own beef. They're doing everything that we're doing in Texas with Justin Trammell up there in the Panhandle and Cole Bolton of KNC cattle. Okay, hear that out. They're doing it in South Carolina right now. Uh, it's not that the herd provisions is a big rancher. They basically, you know, they produce cattle for the restaurant and for some local, you know, area community stuff. They're not a national thing. They're not even more of a, they're probably, you know, a small regional thing, but that's the beauty of it. That's what people don't under. I guess they're starting to understand that's the power and the beauty behind this is having these regional people that are farm and ranch collective that have control of the processing centers. This is it. This is the protocol. And so let's start putting that into, let's everybody start visualizing that. Farm and ranch collective through a clean processing center to where they actually are feeding the regional communities. There you have it. That's the business model. Let's start spreading that out. Let's start creating these conversations and start talking about that. Uh, moving from Charleston, of course, I'm going to Asheville, North Carolina. And like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna regroup and then get back to uh, Tennessee. I've had uh, and once again, here we go, Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour. There's a website that we've built. It's beefinitiative.com forward slash tour. It says everything that the Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour is. I've said this is going to be two weeks or two years. The only thing that's holding this back is funding for me to have gas in my pickup truck and a place to lay my head. I don't have to worry about food usually because I'm getting fed most of the time, even though I've lost 10 pounds, I think, in about 20 days. I'm kind of, it's been a grind, but it's the cowboy way, and it, it, there ain't no freaking complaining here. I'm having a damn good time. Screw getting tired. We don't get tired. We just keep on pumping it. If I'm, I, can't, I can't work half as hard as the ranchers that are, I'm, I'm trying to support. So don't anybody think that I even half of what these guys are. I've got to do my part, though. I've got to work my ass off. And that's what I'm going to do. So the Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour is a scholarship fund raising tour. As I've said before, I put up a full Bitcoin in an endowment trust fund for scholarship for the American rancher. 
Every rancher that comes through the beef initiative that gets established with their protocol that builds their business is going to have access to having a scholarship in their name. I'm Texas Slim. I don't have to ask the institutions if I can have a scholarship program. And I want everybody out there to hear that. We don't have to ask for permission. We follow the law. We follow the law better than most people that are saying that we should follow the law. So what we're going to do is we're going to quit asking permission to be a farm and ranch collective with uh, clean processing centers and scholarship foundation. We don't have to be an institutional, academic institution. So the Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour. I'm streaming sats through the podcast, even though I haven't done a podcast in several days, but we're set up through podcasting 2.0. All of that money off. I apologize for saying that. All of those sats basically are going straight into that endowment trust fund. Any sats, any Bitcoin that the Beef Initiative ever acquires will forever go in an irrevocable trust that will never be touched. And we're building a foundation layer so these younger generation and these ranchers can have a voice together so they can be a collective of a farm and ranch educational system farm and ranch educational collective that's what we're building here we're going to do it one rancher at a time and one young person at a time that leads to internship programs that lends into revenue models for ranchers as educators it gives them a pillar of strength so please go to that website beefinitiative.com forward slash tour look it up and, it, and give five bucks. Every time I fill up my truck, it's $111. And I'm thinking I'm doing that probably on average. Um, shit, I'd say every 36 hours, I'm doing $111 in gas. You do the math. I've been gone for 20 days. Today it was 110, I think. Because I drive it to empty and then I do it again. Um, and so help me out with some gas and maybe a room every once in a while. That's all I'm asking. You know, throw fiat at me, 20 bucks, 250. I've had two people give money, and I know both of them. <laughs> so I've made a total of uh, $500 off two, two of my friends. That's all that I've been, as, as far as that's all I've received on this Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour. It's not for me, man. This is nothing to do with me. I'm not raising money for me. I'm okay. I got everything taken care of. I already planned that out several years ago. Uh, I liquidated my life, uh, not just into Bitcoin, but into, into my purpose of food intelligence, of my research and analysis, my content building. Uh, I'm pretty much homeless right now. Um, I, I, uh, I check on my father. I check on my mother. Uh, I've got several places I can lay, lay my head uh, for people that support me, you know, intimate family members or, or just friends that I don't have to talk about but I've got that support on that side of things I don't trucks paid for I don't have credit cards I don't have anything I don't have any debt I haven't checked my credit in two years um, so like I said this is the Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour has nothing to do with me trying to get money from from anybody out there that's supporting me this is honorable this comes from my heart and truth and uh, you'll see and I put up a full Bitcoin, my own full Bitcoin. It's all I had. 
but I know I'll get it back in return because, you know, this is, like I say, you have to engineer your own suffering. Whenever you engineer your own suffering, basically you don't have to have your suffering engineered upon you. Well, putting up a full Bitcoin wasn't even suffering. It was an honor for me to be able to do this for the ranchers. It's going to be a long play here. This is a hundred year play. And that's my thinking for the scholarship fund with the beef industry that we're trying to create here within the beef initiative and all the ranchers, especially with the, the selling of beef that a lot of you guys have already bought with uh, Cole Bolton of KNC Cattle. So if you haven't bought from uh, Beef Initiative and Cole and I, as far as our partnership, get to the Beef Initiative, buy yourself a beef box. Um, let's segue into uh, this. And then I'm going to get into Jason with the Colorado Conference. Okay, Cole and I are partners. And the thing about it, Cole is now moving forward hard. Uh, we're getting a lot of different avenues that Cole's using within the Bitcoin space, but in his old business model space where Cole Bolton is actually creating all kinds of um, pathways to his beef. Um, he's going to start selling full cows in the state of Texas. He's going to start selling half cows, state of Texas, Bitcoin, soon to be on Oshi, soon to be through the Beef Initiative. He's going to be uh, uh, basically the big, the bigger items. Uh, you, of course, he'll have to take care of that through KNC Cattle because that's his, that's his brand and that's his ranch and that's the best business model for him. And then everybody that wants to still keep on getting their beef boxes, where well, you're going to buy them through the Beef Initiative. So it's a wonderful partnership, and it's a wonderful business model that empowers both of us at the same time. And I want, you know, I want a lot more ranchers coming in and adopting what Cole and I have been able to achieve throughout this last, you know, seven months now, I guess, when we started talking. It's a special partnership, and I give much respect to Cole Bolt for that. So pay attention to KNC Cattle, knccattle.com, and the Beef Initiative, of course. That's where the beef is coming from right now. And that's going to be definitely our Texas supply. It's going to be KNC Cattle. And then anybody can come into the Beef Initiative, though, you know, as far as having their website, having their phone number, everything. I encourage everybody to get their, you know, get their, their from other states, get in there. As far as uh, working with other producers in the state of Texas, Cole and I are, and Cole's uh, come up for a pretty good list. I've got a couple, too, that we're going through and qualifying and vetting people to basically come through the vertical integration that we started and that we have proof of work with uh, the Beef Initiative and KNC Cattle. So kind of pay attention. It's This is happening as we go. This is not some corporate, you know, scripted game here. This is live streaming and innovation into an old industry that we're basically innovating in new ways. Um, as far as all you other producers, all you other consumers, everybody across this nation right now, hear me out. Get your producers in the Beef Initiative. Get them into the producer section, beefinitiative.com forward slash producers. Get them in there so they can have a voice. This is about giving a voice to the American rancher. The American rancher is under attack in so many different ways. We all have seen the, the cattle that passed away in Kansas, you know, that expired. That's a lot of cattle. That's 10,000 cattle. They died of the elements. Well, they also died of a, of a, a consumption model that has taken us to here, to where we have something called the beef initiative. There's nobody at fault here, really. There probably is, but we're not going to get into that. 
this is a, this is this happens before. It's just now the media got a hold of it in the time that we're in with the war on beef. They're going to leverage it in ways where it becomes all this conspiracy stuff. Well, there's no conspiracy except basically the consumption models that these cattle basically are having to go through these days. Those cattle were one step away from being harvested. Whenever you have a cow that's one step away from being harvested, it's not the healthiest cow because they're sold by weight. They get fat. They have respiratory problems whenever they deal with a lot of heat. Uh, you know, there was a heat wave that came through. Those cattle never cooled down from the night before. You, you get a cow that's, that's basically still having to retain its heat from the day before, and you get that over a period of time where there's probably less shade, less water. Things like this do happen. We had them, it happens in winter. You've had to, you have, you go back and search history right now. And I'm gonna say this, everybody needs to start becoming a research analyst in a way that you can cross-reference things, look at history, find some things that you can see that this is not new. A lot of this stuff has happened before. It's just it's blowing up and it's that instant gratification news cycle that goes on 24-7. But by saying there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of conspiracy going around, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of chatter, but the, the American rancher needs that voice and we need to give it to whoever they want. The American rancher that wants a voice, they have it through the Beef Initiative. I'm going to start reaching out to more ranchers so they can have a voice through my podcast, of course, and uh, tell everybody about Texas Slim's vision. Uh, Texas Slim, you know, it's going to be somewhat of a media company moving forward because as the Beef Initiative grows, I need to be the spokesperson and, you know, smarter people are going to come along where they're going to help me run the Beef Initiative. And that's already happening with a fantastic crew of volunteers that have gotten us to where we are. There's so many that I will uh, I will think at a different time, but there's a small team of people that have really stepped up and altered their lives to be part of the Beef Initiative. And we want to give that opportunity to everybody. That's what this is. We're crowdsourced, we're open sourced, we're crowdfunded, we're grass fed, we're grassroots. So guys, if you can help out, man, help out. I'll, I'll, I'll go for the next two years if I have to. I'm set up. Um, here's some more transparency. I talked to my son today, Finley D. And uh, it's amazing. The, not to be too cliche here, but the years. You know, he graduated high school this year and uh, you know, it's Father's Day, and how the world has changed since Finley D was born. I was the first human to ever touch my son with uh, skin to skin. And um, first words he ever said was, Dada. First time he ever walked was <laughs> right there with me, and he took two steps, and he fell on his butt, and he started cracking up. He had so much joy. Uh, my son is now turning into a young man. He uh, graduated and he went to uh, Mexico for his uh, senior trip and everything like a lot of guys do. And I've always been telling him, I said, man, you're going to want to get international here. Pay attention what's going on. Pay attention what your dad did in the past. Well, he just, he just got christened. He went down to Mexico. They went on a boat. They did everything that you do in Mexico, of course. 
and I got to do some snorkeling. Uh, I wasn't the best water. They had some choppy waters, but I'm gonna get, I used to be a big, big scuba diver. I used to do stuff like Belize, the Yucatan, Australia, the Great Barrier, out in Thailand, Virgin Islands. I've been scuba diving a time or two. Asked me about that Belize story one time. I met a guy in the jungle, called himself Caesar. You guys look up, here we go. We're gonna start research and analysis. Look up a place called Black Rock outside of San Ignacio and uh, in Belize. And Belize used to be called British Honduras. Well, Caesar, I don't believe is there anymore, but he was there and he was pioneering his way into the jungle. He came from South Africa back whenever Belize was uh, called British Honduras. So there's another story there. I'm gonna have to start doing Texas Slim story by a firelight or something like that. But um, going back to my son, he, he got his, uh, he, he basically starts, he's starting to understand his dad more. And I like it when that happens with uh, young men and young women, they look at their dad in a little bit different way. We got to talk for about 30 minutes. And um, I think some of y'all have heard, you know, me talking about, you know, next, uh, you know, maybe uh, January, February, probably February sometime that I want to take him with me to Thailand whenever Captain Sid and I try to do a beef initiative kind of a video docu-series over there in the northern province of Chiang Mai in Thailand. Well, I want to take Finley D with me to where um, he gets to train for a month in Muay Thai. Well, we had that first serious conversation today and guess what? He's excited. He's now pointing his compass with intentionality to where he's going to start planning for it now so he can be prepared if we get to pull this off to where he gets to go to Thailand and gets to go through a month-long boot camp of Muay Thai. It's discipline, it's something that he's very fit right now, he's working out, and that's one thing that I wanna to give to my son. This is legacy building. He's starting to see that the Beef Initiative is basically kinda of getting some attention and his focus is starting to get clear. I'm watching a young man or a young boy become a young man and he, you know how he's doing it. One thing that he's got on his side is his nutrition. No matter what's going on in the world, that boy is eating healthy nutrition every day. He doesn't skip a beat. His whole life he didn't drink sodas, he didn't drink Gatorade, he never ate candy and he didn't want it because he wasn't raised on sugar. He don't like sugar. He likes good food, and, and and this is said humbly, very with a lot of humility. He just he's he's a child that's getting ha to have a chance because he's nutritionally sound. His mind is clear, and I asked him what he was doing these days, and he said, "Well, not much. Working out." And we went and had a senior party down in New Braunfels, and they got to go float down the Guadalupe River. And I used to do that all the time when I first moved to Austin. Every weekend, we were down the Guadalupe. So he got to go do that. They got to stay at a house. They went over to Schlitterbahn. So he's getting to have some freedom. And his mind is expanding. His horizon expanding. His focus is getting a little bit more focused. He's pointing his compass in a different direction. And the one thing that I can have faith in is that I know that he's got some clarity because of his nutrition. So. That's what I'm living right now. That's, that's, you know, that's a conversation I got to have today with my son. Talk to my dad, he's 81. I'm, oh, Pops, you wanna talk about somebody that raised a hard-headed kid? Good Lord. Um, you know, uh, my, my dad and I have 
been ups and downs all through our life, but we've never been stronger and and in a a better relationship. And, uh, you know, he's fully supportive. He's playing a part in all this as well. And we got to talk today and, um, you know, we reflected on the past and we get to talk about his grandson. And, uh, you know, my dad's paying attention to what he's, he's living now, you know, he's very healthy. His skeleton, skeleton's a little beat up. He's got metal in him. He's broken. He hadn't broken as many bones as I have, but he's beat it. Sometimes those accidents were a little bit more harsh. But uh, you know, he's eating good. Nutrition's good. So it's been a very good Father's Day on the road here. Um, I can't wait to to basically get to rest up a little bit. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it is a grind. I think we're right. Let me look at the speedometer. So I don't lie. We're at 3,000. This trip right here, total from whenever I first went to Austin, Texas Panhandle, basically outside of Amarillo, to Austin, all around the hill country, and then back on this trip. And right now, that one, I got two, two things here. We're right at 6,000 total on this trip. So, um, close to 6,000 on the on this overall uh, very beginning of the Texas-Tennessee tour that started in Texas first. And I did a lot of that kind of under the radar because it was business. And then since uh, I left Texas on the, the 31st of May. So the miles are there. Uh, the grind is there. I don't think I've slept more than six hours and 21 days. Um, like I said, I probably lost about 10 pounds right now, but I'm eating good. It's just I don't have time to eat. I, I refuse to go into those uh, Fiat convenience stores and purchase anything. I'll do a little beef jerky, but that's it. So I have to be pretty intentional about my consumption model, don't I? I just don't reach, say I'm hungry, and reach for whatever's there and settle for it. I won't do that because I've got the, I guess, metabolism, and I've been beat you know this consumption model for me has been like this for years now most of my life really in and out but you know definitely intentionally lately i'm fine and it's just this is a grind and the people i'm meeting i'm doing business on the road building this corporation llc on the road uh orchestrating content media um everything that we're doing the conferences um, it's all happening in real time, and it's daily. It's a daily grind. It's I'm just not going out there and just meeting people. When I wake up about 5:30, 5 5:30 in the morning, I'm already on the phone, getting my coffee, uh, do a little meditation, whatever it is you want to call it, man, and clear my head out for the day. Make sure that we're not listening to no fear porn, because I don't listen to any of that media crap anymore. I don't. I won't even talk about it anymore. So don't ever try to talk to me about all that fair porn that everybody regurgitates every day on the on the mainstream media. I have no patience for it anymore, and it has no relevance in my life. So uh, if you know me, you know I'm pretty serious on that one. Um, but, you know, these days are a grind, and uh, so it would be good to have a couple of days rest. I will do better with the content. It's been a learning curve for me with the voice recorder, with the technology. I was looking at some of the technology I used to do, and I had this clarity today. It's like, I don't even really recognize a lot of it. Um, I was so separated out of technology when COVID hit, especially when the last contract that I had in the telecommunications, you know, that's been a good five years, I'll say. But, uh, you know, I've dabbled still in technology, but I was doing a lot of consulting. 
but I've lost a lot of that out of my mind and I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna adopt it back um, I don't want to relearn a lot of this and I'm not going to um, I've got hopefully teams of people that'll help me with a lot of the technology I look at things in a visual way now and I don't look at it from a technical aspect building these networks you know I look at it in definitely a visual way when I remember the technology that I was looking at that I used to do would be a part of basically the networking side of things it's just a visual to me nothing more and I like it that way so I'm going to separate myself more and more from technology but I'm going to learn the technology that I need to know and become a master at it so I can deliver you the content so long story short I, I'm sorry I've been sucking lately and uh, we're getting better <laughs> um, the voice is going to get even more uh, pronounced uh, it's going to get more sophisticated uh, we're going to orchestrate on through we are podcasting 2.0 thank you to adam curry and our team there at the beef initiative we're uh, like i said i'm you know shadow band on twitter shadow band on youtube so everybody let's create that algorithm um I think this is a good rip today you're going to be hopefully hearing it tonight and i'll send it out through the Substack. I'll uh, write a little bit. I'll, I'll put a little article about the restaurant and then uh, so you guys can look it up and I'll show some pictures and whatnot. So go to the Substack and uh, also, you know, uh, help, help spread it. Help spread this podcast out. There's so many great podcasts that I've done that nobody's even seen. I've got a top-notch podcast with Adam Curry I think that less than a thousand people have seen on YouTube. Go to the Beef Initiative YouTube channel. It's just Beef Initiative, and you can see all the recordings I've done. Uh, start spreading that out. Let's fight back one step at a time, one day at a time. The future is only the future if you take the needed steps today in the next 24 hours. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to hit this shit strong. I'm not going to stop. Um, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be at a home base for the next two years. You have my promise. If you guys will help me do this, I'll do it. We're going to meet ranchers. We're going to educate ranchers. But beyond that, the most important thing right now, if we're going to let the ranchers educate us the truth, not some stupid bullshit conspiracy that's going on in this nation. Get to the source of the seed of information. Do it with intentionality. Do it with a sense of agency. This is coming. They're changing our food supply. I'm not afraid to say it. This is happening in real time. Get secured. Get your handshake done, get your education started, get your beef, get your animal protein, get whatever it is, get your, get your farm, ranch, collective lifestyle going. Do it now. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. I'm coming up on uh, Asheville right now, man. Y'all be cool, and you'll hear from me tomorrow. Texas Slim out. Go to Fountain. Uh, you can see all how you can stream the sats. Uh, I'll have a big uh, intro on that moving forward. And then also, you guys uh, remember KNC cattle. And then, uh, you know, screw that. This is what happens when you have to script this shit off your head. Okay, I had a very good conversation with Jason Rick today. And I'll say this again tomorrow, um, but I'm writing a big article about Jason Rick tomorrow of Rick Ranches. I chose to have our second conference in Colorado solely because of this man and where he came from and what he is actually accomplishing. He is the 
He is, he is extremely based. He knows exactly what he's doing. And that man is a workhorse. He's an educator. He's a father. He's everything that you would ever want to, a person you would ever want to know. The Beef Initiative Conference in Colorado, Crawford, Colorado, Colorado Beef Initiative Conference. Go to beefinitiative.com and sign up and get your tickets. This is going to be the best vacation that you could ever take this summer in the United States of America. It's educational. We're going to have panels of homeschooling, of unschooling. We're going to have panels of mining for ranchers, of privacy for ranchers, or anybody that wants privacy and mining. We're going to have that. We're going to have nutrition. We're going to have tons of nutrition here. We're going to have tours of local places, an orchard. We're going to have, uh, there's an orchard, there's a vineyard. We're going to have music. We're going to have DJ Val. I'm hoping, hopefully, DJ, you're listening to this. DJ Val, you're listening. We're going to make this into a lifestyle that everybody can be a part of, that everybody can come be part of this Farm and Ranch Collective. That's what all of us are. That's the only options we have anymore, guys. We're all a Farm and Ranch Collective. Colorado Beef Initiative Conference. The best Farm and Ranch Collective Conference that you'll see this year. Up until now, of course, until we have to do better than Colorado. And we'll talk about that conference next time until until then pay attention for the article for jason rick of rick ranches and uh i'm gonna get back into writing again thank goodness i think i'm gonna have time this week so five articles coming up five podcasts coming up you got my promise proof of work it's an obligation it's accountability it's intentionality let's all start living that way and we're all gonna be a lot happier and a lot stronger Love you guys. Sorry for the second sign out. It's just what it is on the road. I know what Willie Nelson feels like now, right? If y'all don't know about Willie Nelson, that's all he did. He drove around the United States on his bus for years. He'd go to his home, back home out there in the hill country of Texas. He wouldn't even get off his bus. He just he would he would stay at his bus. He didn't spend much time in his house. So I understand. Um, and uh, so that's kind of funny. I had to throw that in there. All right, guys. Peace. We'll talk to you tomorrow.